Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices podcast, the podcast you hear. I'm your host, V. I am the co-host, Lucas. So we're going to spend this episode discussing the sixth chapter of Ride or Die. This episode is not spoiler safe. If you do want to avoid spoilers for Ride or Die chapters one through six, please go read those first. We'll be here for you to come back and listen. We're back to our favorite, our number one. Back to oh, basics. Back to basics. It, you know what it really feels like? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be explicit. <clears throat> not oh. explicit, explicit, but... Okay. Ride or Die... <laughs> Ride or die truly feels like, you know, the one who took your virginity that you can't let go of. So it's mm. like, you know, we don't visit ride or die often, but when we do, it's like, you know, it's like, ah. Uh. It's just so good. Like, ride or die brings something to the table that, to me, the rest of the choices catalog, like, doesn't have. I'd which is, like, you... actual choice. And, like, not to say that, like, okay, I'm not going to pretend to sit here that, like, oh, the whole book ending changes depending on what choices you make. But I do like that there's, like, written changes in, like, character interaction and dialogue and stuff. Yes. And I think this chapter is kind of the first time that we're really able to, like, explore that. Mm-hmm. Which is what has always made Ride or Die, like, so exciting for me personally. And it's just so funny because, you know, we're coming up on our year anniversary. Yes. And we just have to revisit Ride or Die, you know, as we're approaching our year anniversary so i'm just very excited to talk about it i feel like we should just jump in let's just dive in let's do it let's do it let's do it okay so ride or die chapter six the chapter title is named opposite lock as a reminder the default mc name for ride or die is ellie wheeler so that's how we will be referring to the mc throughout the duration of the episode the chapter summary says you're finally ready to get your driver's license but your skill won't be the only thing tested today dot 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 so A few days after our last chapter, Ellie is awake early. She is studying hard for her driver's exam. So Ellie will go downstairs. She'll find her dad asleep with paperwork all around him on the dining table. And the paperwork is regarding the NPC investigation. It's all spread out like you can see everything. Ellie can either choose to look at the files or she can decide not to. What did you pick? Oh no, I definitely looked at those files. I bitch I ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> you I'm know, trying to like, tell you. In the cartoons when a cartoon character is like looking at something and their eyeballs will like stretch out of their head yep. and like land on the yep. table. Like that's what I did. I was like, zoom. And it's so crazy because it's not even about like the it's just take the whole plot out of it. If my dad was a detective and he was asleep on the dining room table and there was some like confidential case files, I don't give a damn what it's about. I'm I'm gonna be peeping. I'm gonna be like, Amen. My dad get it's it. it's like, not even personal. It's not. It's, it's really not, not personal. personal. I wanna know. I peeked as well. It's I just what for people who didn't peek, may I ask Why? 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 Why not? We are here for the tea. What do you get out of not peeking? You will get to pat pat yourself on the back. I'm a better person than you. I'm right. I got the satisfaction of knowing what the fuck was going on. Okay. So if you did peek, as you should have, Ellie will see a list of targets that they think the NPC is trying to steal from. Ellie will recognize the VRT symbol from the blue pinch that she saw in the garage, assuming that you were a nosy bitch and looked at that too in the previous chapter. Right, right. Which I did. (laughs) Which is why we're here. Right. (laughs) Ellie will learn that the VRT acronym stands for Variety Motors Manufacturing Plant, which is in Long Beach. Ellie will also notice that some targets on the list are either circled or crossed out. The Variety plant hasn't been marked yet. Ellie can either circle it, cross it out, or leave it alone. What did you do? That's a now, now, girl, this is where we got to leave it alone because we don't know what the X's in the circles mean. Like, I, just I feel like circle it is like that's a possibility of a target and cross it is it's not a target. Like we've been. OK, yeah, yeah. I panicked. I said, girl, put it back. We got to go. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> OK, so normally what I would do is cross it out because I feel like crossing it is what you do to protect the gang. Cause if you cross it out, Ellie will like meant she'll be like in her mind, she'll be like, I'm sorry, dad. And she'll cross it out. Not like you. she's actively sabotaging him. If Ellie does nothing, she will mentally comment that she's in too far 
Like, she's yeah, over she her did. head in yeah, this yeah. situation. Yeah. However, I am being a little traitor to the NPC in my playthrough. I made that decision early on that I would do this. So I circled it. In that dialogue, that mental dialogue, Ellie will comment that she hates hiding so much from her dad and that she's always low-key going to be rooting for him. <gasps> oh my god! I'm telling you, this theme of, like, your dad or Logan, your dad or Logan, your dad or Logan is so strong in this book. And it's like, because I never picked Circle, I was like, I never even realized how strong it was. But there really is this theme of, like, Ellie having to pick between her dad and the crew. Oh, shit, bro. Like, oh, it was just so good. So, yeah, I'm being a little traitor in my playthrough. So that's what I chose to do. So afterwards, Ellie will head to the garage and Hemina, Mona, and Toby are basically hyping her up for her driver's test. Mona leans in for a kiss on the cheek. Ellie can either pretend to be confident or give her a kiss back. What did you do? Rasa gave me some sugar. I said, mm -hmm. how you doing? This is how we too. greeting her here? I oh. did too. And if you kiss her back, she will laugh it off. So Mona, calm, mm -hmm. cool, collected. She ain't shaken by anything we've done yet. No, not at all. <laughs> As Mona walks away from the interaction... Ellie will run after her. Ellie can either warn Mona about her dad's target list or thank her for the kiss. What did you do? I warned her. Okay. So if you tell her, Ellie will be upfront about her dad knowing, and Mona will pretend not to know about the plan. Ellie will say that she knows that they're looking into it and the police know too. Mona will try to get her to admit that they know because Ellie told them. As in, like, the police know because Ellie informed them. And Ellie will insist that she just, she just doesn't want anyone getting hurt. So Mona will drop it and say that she'll take Ellie's warning into consideration. If you just thank her and choose not to warn Mona about the, I guess, the police knowing about the location, Ellie will just thank Mona for supporting her. And Mona will say that she can thank her by acing the test. Um, unfortunately, in my notes, like, I played this chapter a long time ago, and unfortunately, in my notes, I did not write down, like, which one I did, but I guess just the fact that I'm playing a traitor, I would assume that I just thanked her. <laughs> so, I'll just make that <laughs> assumption. So, Hemina will tell Ellie to find someone to drive her to the test, and she will briefly mention that Logan is in Kaneko's office. Ellie can either knock or listen in on their conversation. What did you choose to do? Come on, guys, you know what we did. Come on okay? now. It's a like, trick question. You, it's a trick question because when I, I put my ear to that fucking door, I said, what are we talking about here? Bitch, if I could, I would have crawled under that motherfucking door. <laughs> <laughs> you know the phrase, fly on the wall, I am that fly, okay? Uh -huh. <laughs> so if you listen in, Logan and Kaneko are in the middle of a disagreement, and Kaneko accuses Logan of falling for Ellie. Kaneko scolds him for falling for a cop's daughter. Logan will go quiet before saying that Ellie deserves better than the crew life. Kaneko will warn him that love enslaves a person, and therefore Logan is only safe if he looks out for himself. Kaneko assures Logan that Ellie will go off to college and live a normal life and tells him not to get distracted. Obviously, if you don't listen in, you don't hear that dialogue. I don't think anything really significant changes <laughs> if you don't listen in. Logan will come out of the office and refuses to look at Ellie. He sidesteps any attempts to talk to her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Ellie can either say three things to him. Ellie can either say, can we talk? Am I nothing to you? And screw you then. What did you say? I felt like the other two were just too extremes. Like, I can understand the can I talk, but it's like, you know he don't want to talk to you. So, like, why are we asking at this point? And the whole, like, screw you, I'm like, we're not there yet. So, I was like, damn, I don't mean nothing to you, huh? Is that is that we ha is that how we about to play it? And when it said that he looked me in my eye, I said, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, so choosing the am I nothing to you option is the only choice that will make Logan make eye contact with you. If you pick can we talk, he will just apologize and get into his car. If you tell him screw you then, Logan will just be like, yeah, screw me, and then he'll leave. If you pick am I nothing to you, this will be the only option that will get him to make eye contact, and Logan will start to answer and then interrupt himself and say that he has to leave. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just very interesting characterization. Because I feel like... Out of those three dialogue choices, the am I nothing to you is the most genuine one. Yes. So, like, it gets the yes. most genuine interaction. Absolutely. From Logan, which I really, like, appreciated that little difference in the dialogue. 
Colt will offer to drive Ellie to her driver's test, and Colt will begin to ask Ellie what's going on between her and Logan. Ellie will begin to vent about losing Logan as a confidant and her relationship with her father. Colt will point out that her dad loves her and respects her. And when Ellie says that he doesn't trust her enough to make her own decisions, Colt will note that he's right not to, considering who she's in the car with. Mm-hmm. Ellie goes silent as she realizes that Colt is right. The car ride is an opportunity to tell Colt about the target list. Uh, did you? I did. Okay, if you do, Colt will seem concerned, and then he will quickly say that he wouldn't lift a finger to help his dad. Colt is frustrated that his dad isn't letting him in on the family business. Ellie can respond by saying, your dad loves you, or why do you care what he thinks? I def said, why do you care what he thinks? Okay. If you pick that choice, Colt admits it's a good question and asks Ellie the same. Ellie will say that she wants her dad to love her for who she actually is and not what he envisions her to be. Colt says that he likes that Ellie doesn't take crap, which might be the first compliment we've ever gotten from Colt throughout the duration of this book so far. If you pick Your Dad Loves You, Ellie will say that Kaneko seems very protective of Colt and insinuates that he pushed Colt and his mother away to protect him from his lifestyle. There's just so much. I I guess my first question is, like, after hearing the whole Your Dad Loves You, do you still think that the choice that you picked is, like, a better characterization? Because I feel like a lot of this dialogue is, like, trying to decide, like, who Ellie's, like, loyalty is. Is her okay, loyalty yes. to her father is her behavior of her like resenting him or is her behavior of her like loving him and being afraid of breaking his rules and expectations but just feeling a need to like break out of the shell yes uh, that's that's the version i'm trying to play which is why i feel like i don't know this was like a a very eye-opening moment for like colt as a ally because i loved this scene with them so much like them being like you know flirtatious and like throwing it back at each other and at one point like ellie's like oh you sound jealous of me and logan like oh that's crazy like i just love that so i said that because i thought it would add to the banter of like why do you care anyways and i did not expect him to be like you know what yeah that's a good question like why does your dad love you? And I was like, oh, we getting serious a little bit, okay? We getting a little serious. But I think my I think my option is better just given of how this chapter ends. And I'm not going to say anything, but because of the dynamic of what he says here and mm-hmm. then what actually happens, it, it's a good characterization. Yeah. I just feel like this is kind of like the start of like a deeper theme of characterization, like mm-hmm. I said before. And... I kind of have this working theory that the people who like cults are like actively like fuck dad and the people who like Logan are kind of on the side of their father Mm -hmm. because I feel like this dialogue is an example of cult basically being like don't base your life around your dad's expectations of you being a good kid pretty much that's that's what i'll leave it at (laughs) i don't want to give spoilers for the chapters there's Mm -hmm. we can get more into like more in-depth theme conversations like later on in the book but just for now like this scene is kind of the beginning of how they begin to characterize this character so i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah then that's it that's it yeah Before we get on with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt with some plugs. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support, which will allow you to support us on a monthly basis. You can also go to streamlabs.com slash play choices podcast slash tip to make a one-time tip. All of these links will also be available in the episode description. Thank you for your support, and let's get back to the episode. At the DMV, Colt will offer to show Ellie some driving skills. Did you take the scene? Uh, with the quickness, and I'm mad at myself for it. <laughs> but with the quickness, I was like, oh yeah, let's see what this is about. Yeah. Right. So Ellie will begin driving, and Colt will compliment her on her skills. She'll point out that Logan helped her learn how to drive, and Colt will sarcastically comment that she doesn't need him then. Ellie can either say, I don't need you, you sound jealous, or I'd rather learn from you. This is when I was like, you sound jealous. What's going on? 
Why are you mad, Colt? If you say that, Colt will mock Ellie for even bringing it up, and then Ellie presses by saying that he's been jealous ever since he saw Logan and Ellie together, and Colt avoids the topic. I wasn't able to find any dialogue of someone saying, I don't need you, unfortunately, so I don't know what the reaction is from that, but I know that if you do say, I'd rather learn from you, Colt is impressed by her compliment. So during the scene, Colt will show Ellie how to drift, which is a method of getting around tight corners without losing any momentum. At first, Ellie isn't able to drift, but with some negging from Colt, she decides to try again and does it correctly. During the scene, there is some friendly banter between Colt and Ellie, and Colt tells Ellie to believe in herself when no one else does. Ellie says the same thing applies to Colt and his dad, and Colt will vaguely compliment Ellie before the scene ends. So Ellie will go to the test, she will ace it, and she will show off her new driver's license to the crew. The crew will celebrate by taking Ellie to a paint shop to get her car customized. Did you paint your car, and if so, uh, what color? The pink and the pink and white. I said, Damn, girl, let's bitch. be flashy. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I think the first time that I played it, I did the yellow car, mm-hmm. but afterwards I definitely did pink. Mm-hmm. This is why we best friends. <laughs> And then the crew will arrive back at the garage with takeout in hand, and Logan is there. Once he learns that Ellie got her driver's license, his expression softens. You can tell that he's proud of her for what she did. Ellie can either credit Logan for her driver's license accomplishment, or she will say that it was no thanks to Logan. What did you say? I said no thanks to you. Okay. Damn, you being a bitter bitch. This is hey, I am bad. I am bad. Like, <laughs> uh- let me let me dictate my own life and like don't give me the cold shoulder just because your boss yelled at you because you like me how oh i mean to be fair he gave you that response before the disagreement with his boss so i think it's very much motivated by his own concerns about ellie continuing to get involved but it ain't deterring Ellie at all. This bitch still here. No, she is here. She but that's is what here. I like about this chapter is because, like, I feel like people who criticize Ride or Die, right, they will say that, like, the only reason why Ellie is even a part of the MPC in the first place is because of Logan and that there's no other motivations. But they straight up, like, wrote an entire chapter where, like, Logan ain't fucking with you whatsoever. Exactly. And, and how the whole comes. crew, the whole crew got your back. Like, they literally, like, let's get you painted. Let's do this. Let's do that. Congratulations. Like, the whole radio scene was cute as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like that they added this chapter and, like, wrote the group dynamics the way that they did because otherwise I feel like, you know, obviously Logan's a forced ally and I'm not going to debate that. I'm not going to deny that whatsoever. But I do think that this chapter is evidence that, like, there is something in the crew for Ellie besides just like logan being in the crew Mm -hmm. because when you remove him from the entire scenario because he wasn't present like at all during this and like the few lines of dialogue you do get are like aggressive Mm -hmm. like they're not friendly lines of dialogue and ellie still like fits in with the crew and she clearly has motivations like outside of logan and reasons outside of him for being there so i feel like that just continues to add to the theme of like yeah Ellie may have been enticed and introduced to the crew from Logan, but, like, he's not the only reason that she's there. If he was, she would have fucked off a long time ago. (laughs) Absolutely. And she wouldn't have even thought about telling everything that she found out to different members of the same crew. Like, it was, like, an open dialogue to everyone because she's like, hey, I'm looking out for all y'all, not just Logan. And it's just, like, that just proves that, like, she has more of an emotional attachment to who they are and not just because Logan's there. I mean. Yeah. I also just realized I forgot to say what happens depending on the dialogue choice you pick. So if you say no things, Logan will say that he already knows that it was all Ellie's accomplishment. So as usual, Logan just continues to be the gentleman that we all know and love him for being. And if you say thanks to you, Logan will just comment that he's happy for her. So afterwards, the crew will start wondering where Kaneko is as he is nowhere in sight despite his car being in the garage. They will go look in his car. They'll find a trail of blood leading to Kaneko in the back room, and he will very quickly pass out as they find him. 
Ellie and Logan will head out to get supplies, but Logan seems very distracted during the drive. Ellie will press him to focus on getting medical supplies for Kaneko, but Logan will begin shouting at Ellie, asking her why she's there. He says that this should be an example of what happens to people in this type of life, and he says he doesn't want to be the reason that she gets hurt. He'll whisper under his breath, what the hell have I done? What was your reaction to this scene? Because I feel like obviously this is a scene where Logan has been very cold and now he's mm. having a very loud and like spontaneous reaction. So clearly, I mean, not that I don't think either of us assume this, but I don't think he just turned off his feelings for Ellie like under one second. We have plenty right. of dialogue in the chapter to show us that he didn't and that he's pushing her away because of her safety. Yeah. But what was your like reaction to the scene? It's so crazy because this whole chapter, me playing it, it gave me very much like Twilight Eclipse vibes where like Bella's hopping back and forth between Edward and Jacob, like trying to figure out like like, who she wants to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this. And when he told me that, uh, it it, it automatically made all my choices prior to this. I started feeling guilty because I was like, ah, damn. You bitter bitch. How (laughs) dare you treat my man Logan like that? I was you like, da- how damn. dare you put that disrespect on my name? I can't believe you doubted my man. I can't believe you doubted my man. You can't see me, but I'm wagging I'm, my finger at you. I'm just saying, I wish we had better communication. Because, like, I'm a jealous bitch. And you out here to, like, mm-mm. And then he was just like, I'm trying to protect you. Like, what are you still doing here? Like, more upset that I'm here. And he, he can't even focus on Kaneko. He looking at me like girl get out my car do a tuck and roll that's the thing that was so funny is because it was like at first he seemed really panicked and i was like are you panicked because of kaneko and then he was like no i'm i'm panicked because seeing kaneko in that physical state Uh is making me imagine someone who i actually care about getting injured in the same way yes like it is really funny because like I mean, Logan has said this before, so it's not like it's a surprise, but, like, Logan has expressed, like, bitch, this crew don't mean nothing to me, bitch. Like, yeah, I will leave on a motherfucking dime. <laughs> but he's like, you, bitch, oh, my uh, God, you have dug your like, way I in. Don't want to even, yeah, he was like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Please don't even bring it up. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a very touching scene. I mean, mm-hmm. when he started saying this stuff, um, like, I don't know. I was just like, damn, bitch, I'm glad I didn't sway from my decision to stay with you, bitch, because I wasn't mad at him. I was just hurt. I was like, why? I just still feel like I got to play the field. I don't know. I mean, that's fine. I, you can play the field. It can be a mm-hmm. hoe. Like, I'm being a hoe in this current playthrough. I just feel like in my first playthrough, like, I just knew Logan was the one for me, so I didn't even entertain <laughs> no bitches. But, like, this playthrough, because I've done played this game, like, ten motherfucking times, I'm like, bitch, let me flip Ramona. No, but sometimes I feel like it's crazy to see, like, this interaction with Logan where, like, the hot and cold is spanned out. Like, this is a long, cold period, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is not in this chapter. But for the other allies, bitch, it's by the scenes. Because Mona go from kissing my, you know, kissing my cheek, flirting to her, to being like, oh, you probably told the cops. I said, well, goddamn. I'll tell you, bitch, Mona don't like... trust this bitch at all. <laughs> said, That's why damn. to me, she's the hardest allied to kind of like get on with. Because she's very flirty in the early scenes. So it does kind of build this like entryway into her mm-hmm. ally route, right? But it's also difficult because it's like immediately your character just connects on a deeper emotional level to logan because logan feels the need to protect her from this life that he's Uh introduced her to and for cult like you guys can like connect on your relationship with your father with mona like there's not really like a lot of like commonality there i mean i guess like not that logan you really have anything in common other than the npc maybe like an adrenaline rush kind of thing yeah that's probably the thing they have in common is that like they love the adrenaline rush for cult you have cult probably also somebody who likes adrenaline rush too in addition to your relationship with your father um i feel like the relationship with the father can either be a connect or disconnect depending on how you characterize it right Mm -hmm. because like you can play ellie as someone who really loves her father or you can play ellie as someone who like is just really like bitter and angry about his expectations for her and then with bonus like i don't really know what you guys have in common other than right. her being like she obviously fine as fuck like i'm not gonna sit here in front yeah. like, she's fine as fuck and she's fun 
she has a good sense of humor i the hot and cold like it kind of does does something for me like sometimes i don't really care for the hot and cold but the the way in which they personified her flirting is a lot more like charming and endearing to me mm-hmm. but the whole like damn bitch you just i have been and i know ellie hasn't necessarily done anything to gain mona's trust like i'm not saying that she's wrong right but i'm just like where is the where is the environment where we can fall in love with her like i just don't see it i just don't (laughs) see it it is like, hard. We don't have a no intimate conversation like the way I am with no. Logan or the way I am with like Cole. No. So I'm like, when do I get when do I get to the point where I want to see her puss puss? That's what I'm asking. Right. That's what I would right. like to know. <laughs> so Kaneko later on will finally wake up and he says that another crew that goes by the name of the Brotherhood fucked his leg up because they wanted payment for the NPC doing deals on their territory. Logan says that Kaneko should have told him to fuck off. But Kaneko says he doesn't want to incite a turf war. Ellie pieces together that the man that she saw speaking to Kaneko in the alley in a previous chapter was the Brotherhood contact for the NPC. The crew will ask why they were kept in the dark about these deals and these conversations going on. But Kaneko says it's because they're dangerous and connected. The Brotherhood asked the NPC to do a job for them in order to end the conflict, but Kaneko said it was too dangerous and they broke his leg, so he can't necessarily participate in the job because he can't drive. That's the one thing about, okay, going off topic, but that's the one thing about these, like, mafia-type movies, or these gang-type movies I never understand, because they, like, be breaking, like, shit, like, break your bones, and they're like, go rob a bank. How the fuck am I supposed to do this? like... (laughs) I can't be in a, an employee for you and be on medical leave. Like, I can't right, do the same right. thing. So, anyways, Kaneko's leg is broken. He cannot participate in this job. Logan says that they have to do the job in order to, you know, maintain the peace. And Ellie will volunteer to help. And Logan is pretty upset at this uh, volunteering. Logan will ask what she's trying to prove. Ellie can say one of two things. She can say that I help my friends or that I'm good enough for this. What did you pick? I was very torn between this, but I just feel like, I don't know, the one that resonated with me most was I'm good enough for this. So if you pick the I'm good enough for this option, Logan says that no one will think less of her if she decides to pull out and that it's not who Ellie is. Ellie says that neither of them knows who she is. Exactly. Exactly. It's bitch. such good dialogue. Like, exactly, bitch, I, bitch, I am trying to pave a way for my identity and yes, myself. And like, bitch. this is just something that I need to do in order to discover like who exactly. I am. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was aiming for this entire chapter. So for that to like literally be summed up at like towards the end of a chapter, that dialogue from her, I, I knew I, I was like, I played the fuck out of this chapter. Okay. I played the fuck out of this chapter. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt to share our socials. We are at PlayChoicesPodcast on Instagram, PlayChoicesPod on Twitter, and we're also on PlayChoicesPodcast.tumblr.com. I'll post any episode notes relating to this week's episode on Tumblr. We're also available for streaming on all major platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review as reviews help us in the platform's algorithm. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. As always, we are a growing podcast. If you see us on your socials, we appreciate a reblog, a retweet, or share depending on the platform you see us on. We also love it when you share our podcast with your choices-loving friends. And back to the episode. If you pick the other option that says, I help my friends, Ellie says that she knows that the crew will abandon each other if things go south, but Ellie's better than that. I don't know. Personally, I do think that I'm good enough for this comment is my favorite. I feel like it adds, like, more characterization and more, like, of an intimate conversation. And I think this dialogue like really illustrates that because the fact that she is participating in this, like he, he insinuates that it's not who she is. And she's like, you, you don't, no one really knows who I am. Right. right. I don't, you don't, nobody really knows. Yes. And it's so funny because like in the past I used to be like, well, you know, Logan respects you for like who you are. But I think after reading this dialogue, like more closely and having to like, obviously writing it down for the notes for this episode and also reading it back. Like it's making me realize that like he does have this vision of who Ellie is mm-hmm. in his head. And he's like, Ellie's not like the racer car girl. Like she's not going to get involved in this. <laughs> and she's like, no bitch. Like I will pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Cause I feel like it just clicked in my head. Like the type of thing that I normally say to characterize their relationship. And I'm like, no, I think Logan does kind of like have a little bit of a vision mm-hmm. of who she is. Okay, 
So after that scene, Ellie will pull up Jason's phone number. You can either tell him about the cruise plan or keep it to yourself. What did you do? I kept it to myself. I didn't know. I was like, girl, you being rash. I told the bitch. Like I said, I'm... Why are you why are you gasping, bitch? You know I'm snitching. I know. I'm like, you're not just taking it a step further. Like, I told you I was a snitch. Oh what do you expect snitches to do? I told Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was straight up about being a motherfucking snitch. Oh. Okay, so that is the end of the notes that I have for the chapter. I do have quite a few discussion questions for us. So my first question are, what are your thoughts on the Brotherhood? Oh my goodness. Why can Nico not tell them that he was getting involved? I don't know. It's, it's hard because up to this point, we haven't really learned too much of the characterization of like his relationship to the crew right like we know they all respect Mm -hmm. him but it really seems like the way that kaneko operates his crew is like only one person aka logan knows the strategy and the rest of them are just like basically like work dogs pretty much like right did you get that from their dialogue too oh my god when he was like do i i don't pay y'all to like worry about me like well bitch you can't pay us if you dead get up off the ground right (laughs) help us defend our motherfucking territory bitch we in a turf war now (laughs) he want to say like it's all business it's all business but like can we know who we work for like can we know like the jobs that you're going on isn't with like some shady dealer like, for all they know, they just thought that Kaneko was, like, coming up with the plans on his own. And now, look, they're all got to risk their life and do shit for him. Yeah. Ugh, but, yeah, I said, oh, they mean business. I said, oh. I just think the Brotherhood is so scary because, like, if you think about how Kaneko's characterized, like, in the first, like, two chapters, like, this motherfucker, <laughs> he walks into a crowd and everybody backs up. Like, they like, oh, yes. shit, Kaneko's here. Yeah. And the fact that, like, the Brotherhood is like, bitch, I will slice and dice you up in a second. You do another deal in our territory. Like, I'm like, damn, that is scary, bitch. These motherfuckers are bold. They are motherfucking bold, bitch. Like, <laughs> I am terrified, bitch. No, you're right. You really are. I know, I know that they try to make Ellie seem like a badass, like, volunteering to do all this shit, but let me tell you something, bitch. Like, I did not think that Ellie was about to be volunteering to do this. <laughs> I would have never guessed, like... <laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, what the fuck you mean you volunteering? Did you not see him with a broken motherfucking <laughs> leg? Did you not see the way he was fucked up? Like, I can't believe this bitch put her neck out there. I'm like, girl, you must think you in some, like, thriller novel or something. Like, I'm, <laughs> bitch, you are really in danger, bitch. <laughs> okay, my next question is, how do you feel about Ellie's relationship with her dad? Are you playing a character who loves her dad or is resentful of him? I'm, I'm, he's not, he's on the back burner of my mind, right? Like, I'm doing this for myself. I can't, I, I, and it's crazy because Ellie's actions are so motivated either by her dad or by Logan. Mm-hmm. And, like, we get these gray areas like this of that dialogue that, you know, she's like, well, we don't know who I could become. So, really, like, I mean, I'm not trying to hurt my dad, right? But, like, I gotta find out who I am. You kept me caged up. You don't even know I got a driver's license. <laughs> you're not like bitter about him. You're just kind yeah, of I'm like, I bitter. have to prioritize myself. Myself, right now. myself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the way that I typically like to play this um, book is of an Ellie who like still loves and respects her dad. Because to yeah. me, if she completely was resentful of him, her like still doing well in school doesn't make any sense. Like, I just feel like, and I understand there are scenes throughout the book where you can, like, choose to, because right, didn't that happen in the last chapter where you can choose to, like, skip class and stuff? Yes. Yeah. And I understand there are scenes where you can choose to do that, and so you can be like, well, technically, like, Ellie can skip class, but, like, it don't make no motherfucking sense that through her first semester of senior year, she's still, like, is she valedictorian? Yeah, right. she's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it makes no sense to me that in the first semester of her senior year and going into, like, the second semester, too, she's still valedictorian, mm-hmm. but she resents her dad. Like, that's just, to me, if you had such a strong emotion in the beginning of the book, you would already have been deteriorating stuff that your dad is proud of you for like your grades right like to me it just doesn't quite make a lot of sense because i understand as a couple of weeks have passed right i i get that but 
for me, mm, I just don't think that the events of the book solidify enough character development from her to go from at least respecting him enough to keep up the facade to hating him, you know? However, in my playthrough, I am playing someone who's resentful of her father because I am trying to explore the romantic relationship with Colt a little bit more. And I do feel like playing someone who is resentful of your father kind of like sides with Colt's feelings so far. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My next question is, what are your thoughts on Ellie's and Colt's relationship? I like how they can bond over their father. I like, you know, the hypotheticals of like why they're there and like, you know what they could mean to each other but to me like Colt is just like a mirror of who ellie could be like they're just like different sides of like the same coin Mm -hmm. and i just feel like logan just gives more of like her becoming a different coin a dollar bill Like, (laughs) like i just feel like like it's hard for me to romanticize Colt because i like i love the cattiness i do don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but it can it, it it's also very similar to like sibling banter so like mm. as much as i appreciated like you know exploring him this chapter like breaking free you know going to chill with jacob a little bit baby i'm team edward always oh happy. my god okay you feel like they may be a little bit too similar yes like i really do like i really do okay Here's an interesting thought that I just pieced together. Do you feel like... I know there's a lot of comparison between the relationship with their father, which, like, I do get. But do you, to a certain degree, kind of feel like the relationship that she has with her dad might be more akin to the relationship that Colt has with his mother? Because, like, if you think about it, why is he going to college? If he doesn't really care about an education, why is he going to college? Probably because his mother told him, like, you need to go to college and make something of yourself, right? Yes. Like, that's kind of the conversation that most people have with their parents when it comes to college. Like, it's just assumed you're going to go, well, mom, I don't want to go. I want to go back and visit my dad. And she's like, no, 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 you're not going to go see your dad because I know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen if that occurs. And, like, you're just going to go into the criminal life. I don't want that for you to go to college. So that's why it's so interesting. And I know, like, we don't learn anything about his mother. But, like, I just feel like it's probably more of, like, a better comparison. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it's not, it's not like it's like a world, a day and night difference, right? right. Because like either way, Kaneko is pushing him out. But like, I don't know. I just kind of want to learn. I, I want to learn more about his mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see what, see what that's about. Because like for us, like we really only have one parent to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like we can talk about our mom as a child. child. But, like, she didn't really like. <laughs> You know, she's not here for us in our, like, preparing to leave high school, go to college type of years. So, I don't know. It's just, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My thought on Ellie's and Colt's relationship, I kind of agree with you. Like, the banter to me isn't really, like, romantic. I'm not mm-hmm. really into men who neg me, to be honest. Which I feel like Colt spends a lot of his time negging people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly a defense mechanism. And I don't really love it. So, like, I just prefer Logan. I feel like Logan was a lot genuine with us a lot faster. That being said, I do think the dynamic about discussing their fathers is very interesting. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot that can be gleaned from that. I do think that there is a connection that can be built from that. If you feel like you have a really difficult relationship with your father and you encounter someone who you feel like can relate to it, unfortunately, Logan, love you, baby, but you don't have no daddy for us to Mm -hmm. talk about. So... (laughs) We can't sit here and discuss our fathers together. But, uh, I mean, y'all, in my heart of hearts, I'm always going to be Team Logan. Big Logan mm-hmm. fan. Uh, y'all see me, but I'm throwing the little, like, uh, rock out sign. Okay. <laughs> Big Logan <laughs> fan. I'm throwing up some L's. Right. Some L's. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, there is something interesting about Colt, and I will give it some credit. Like, I think I definitely want to spend this playthrough kind of dedicating more time to Colt's like romantic line as well as Mona's so I'm just going to continue to develop my you know my perspective of them and of course like as we go through the chapters like my opinion will just continue to evolve next question is what is your thoughts on Logan and Ellie's relationship we know where it plays bro I don't like it you know <laughs> but I don't like it like she said shit is not right with us not, lately. it's not right you know it's not right like I listen I completely understand where Logan's coming from 
but can we move past it so we can just do it together? Like, can we just do this together? Because obviously I want to be a part of it for whatever reason. It's my decision, whether it's about you, whether it's about me, whether it's about Colt, whoever, it doesn't matter. Can we just get along and can we do what needs to be done? Because right now these goons, whether I want to admit it or not, I'm tied to you. They could come after me any moment. Let's get this over with. I don't know. I feel like it's hard for Logan to snap out of it because they deliberately wrote something in the motherfucking chapter that reminds him of the day. It's like every single time that we could possibly have a conversation with Logan to be like, hey, bud, <laughs> really want to be a part of this crew with you. <laughs> something happens to where he's like, oh, no, this is the danger. Like, wasn't it last chapter when he got beat up? And then like this chapter, Kaneko's leg got broken. And it's just like this motherfucker just seeing left and right, like bad shit happened to people. So like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's really endearing and really cute that he's like this, like scared pretty much of anything bad happening to Ellie like kind of respect it like a little bit more kind of respect like Colt's behavior Mm -hmm. like okay and this is where it gets really divisive because I feel like this is where completely comes down to personal preference some people love a man that is protective of them and some people don't (laughs) some people like the fact that Colt is like no you a bad bitch go ahead (laughs) right like, it really just comes down to personal preference at this point. But for me, like, I do, I don't want somebody who's so overprotective that they stop me from doing something, which I don't think that Logan fits in that category. No. Because yeah. it's not like he physically restrained her and was like, you're not going anywhere. But he just, like, expresses disapproval because, and I'm, I'm not, here's the thing. I don't disagree with him because I don't think that Ellie realizes just how motherfucking dangerous this is. She's agreeing to something without even knowing what the motherfucking plan is. Like, she didn't ask for no detail. She'd ask for a time, a date, a place. She'll know what they're stealing. And she just, she was just like, yeah, bitch, sign me up. Ma'am, you were a little bit too eager. So I feel like Logan's reaction is, I feel like it's understandable. Um, I think Ellie... <sighs> She making me nervous. This whole <laughs> Not your Ellie. Your Ellie in control. Oh God. <laughs> oh, she's a little bit too overconfident about her own skills. Like, baby girl, you just learned how to drift today. You just learned how to drift today. I don't know why you think you're gonna sign up to be like this criminal enterprise. <laughs> you ain't even run away from the cops yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, like I said, I, oh, I was about to say I'm rather die Logan, but I, okay, that's too much, too much. Okay. <laughs> I love Logan. I always will. I, I'm always going to have sympathy. I'm always going to see where he's coming from. So that's all I have to say about that. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com. Questions can be related to books you've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't read yet, or even questions you'd like to ask us. Please specify if you want a shout out, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Alternatively, you can go to our Axe box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that is for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. Um, so how do you rank the allies? Oh, it's still Logan. Oh, who's second? Uh, it's Mona Colt, I guess. Listen, Colt pal, buddy, brother of mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> right, hey, hey. I'm a still, like, C, but, like, I, I don't think I'm going to end up changing my mind. And Mona, baby, just... Give me a little bit more warmth, please. Right. <laughs> like, Give me I'm some asking. intimate moments. Give me a moment to connect with you. Please. AKA Puxbury, give us some diamond scenes. But I love all of them. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I just love Logan Moore, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, are you still sympathetic to the crew? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna need it to play out a little bit because I feel like why was it no one just like, you know what? Like, obviously you don't trust us, so why should we trust you? Like, what's stopping us from leaving you injured here and just, like, all e- escaping and going about our own way? Mm. You know? Like, I just need a little bit more crew interaction. Like, right. you know, just a little bit more for... Which is hard because it's like, they all say the same thing. Like, oh, this isn't the life. And, like, I could abandon all these people at any moment. But y'all not doing it. So I, right. I, I want to see, you know, what's the game plan? What is the end result for this crew? 
I don't know. It feels like his coworkers, to be honest. They feel like they feel like coworkers to me. Yes, yes. They, they really don't do. want to go to unemployment yet. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, no, but like, I do think the reason why they're holding on to the crew is because like they know how hard it is to find a comfortable crew. Because mm-hmm. like I think Logan has like suggested that at least before that he's had difficulty in the past like kind of surviving without a crew mm-hmm. and how like Kaneko took him under his wing and whatnot and i think that's probably just because there is a benefit and like being in a group of people who all have each other's backs and to right. a certain degree they do like i know when logan got beat up like they all rolled in to save him but i mean this is obviously higher stakes <laughs> than the brotherhood mm-hmm. so it does bring in this question of like you know, they always say, like, oh, when shit goes bad, we'll leave. I'm like, this is kind of shit going bad, though. No, it so, like, is. Right. It is. I don't know what the limit is of when they decide that, like, they really can't do this shit no more. Yeah, yeah. It is very confusing because, like, your mob boss showing up with a broken leg ain't a fucking joke. It's not. <laughs> this shit is serious. <laughs> You're not even telling y'all who he up against. like. Right. You just said the motherfucking brotherhood, bitch. If you don't give us some names, <laughs> where have you been beating them? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, my next question is, how is your Ellie balancing life in school? I know that we didn't get really an interaction here mm-hmm. to choose between like her crew life and her schoolwork, but I just am curious. Like, do you like how do you envision you'll continue those interactions in the future? I just feel like this is Ellie's way of finding herself, and I just think that like the pros and cons for herself, I think it, it needs to be more so not focused on school. You know, because like she has a passion for school, yes, but that's not where her focus is right now. And academia is always something that you can fall back on. Like you could always go and get another degree. You can always go and pursue a new choice in life when it comes to education. It might be a little bit harder for her. But what's the alternative? Like her going through school and saying like, yeah, my dad really forced me to go through school and I did it and I got a degree. But like, is that going to result in is that going to end in happiness? Like not necessarily okay i will remind you that she only gets one diploma i would understand if the question was like hey you want to drop out of college for a semester to find yourself i get that but she only gets one high school diploma and that shit gonna follow her around everywhere (laughs) like your gpa is very important getting into college (laughs) right but if she's still a valedictorian one semester is not going to drop it enough to where she's not going to get accepted into college a college. I mean, yeah, but she's already accepted into like an elite, elite college. She can get into any community college. I'm not questioning that. What I'm saying is her ideal college. The one, the Langston. Is it Langston? I think it's Did Langston. her mom go there? I don't know what the story is. I never heard. I never. <laughs> I don't know why she's so fixated on this university, but she really is. I think she just wants to go because it's like across the motherfucking continent from her father. <laughs> to be honest with you, but <laughs> do you still feel that way? Are you like, nah, f- you don't have to go there. Let's just go to a little local college. Yeah, yeah, man, go to local college, get your GPA up there, transfer to a university. I'm not again. Like I understand, it is hard. It's going to be a lot harder for her, but is. It's either be happy and follow yourself now or do what is expected of you and hope that it brings you happiness. Okay, stay in school, kids. Don't listen to Lucas for your life advice, okay? <laughs> stay in school. Stay in school. <laughs> I think I will definitely pick school over this crew. I mean, personally, I feel like I feel towards the crew the way that I feel towards my job. I think your job will suck every ounce of life they can get out of you. They will suck every hour they can get out of you. I understand that Ellie is using this, her little experiment to find herself, but I feel like she's going to end up with some more scars than she anticipates <laughs> from participating in this crew. And they will take her and swallow her and chew her up <laughs> for all that they can get. So I think she needs to learn what's actually going to bring her the life that she wants. I don't know if the life that she wants is actually being a criminal. I think that she thinks this is a little picnic, walk in the park, take a vacation from my private school life, and I'm going to go to 
this crew and have a little bit of fun. But after seeing that motherfucker with leg broken, <laughs> I'm done. It's not cute anymore. Ellie, we got to cut this shit out. <laughs> it's just not cute. <laughs> okay, that was my last discussion question. So I just have bingo left. Now for people who are not familiar with bingo or if you forgot, whatever your reason is for not knowing what's going on. Um, for not every book or not every episode, but for some episodes, we will indeed have a bingo. And the bingo is essentially a literal bingo card, 24 squares. It's all filled of stereotypes or tropes that we think we will encounter in the book based off of the book's themes. Now, we did not make this bingo. I found this on Reddit. Technically, the bingo is very sarcastic. Like, it was made to make fun of Ride or Die because the way that they marketed this book was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but we will play through it, or we will go through the bingo at the very least. So let's start with the first unmarked box that says, Logan makes fun of you for being a good student. That has not happened. The second box says, your gang will definitely have a car crash at some point. That has not happened. Your father will have to pick you up from a police station. No. Logan's gang will involve you in dangerous missions to test your trust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my finger, my clicking fingers is shaking. <laughs> I feel like we just need to know more about this mission before I mark that, but it's, yeah. oh, it's just shaking. The next block is you will emotionally manipulate your dad to help your friends, even if it's against his integrity. I, dad doesn't even know about the crew yet. Yeah, no. Your teachers worry that you are failing your grades, but you don't care. No. no. You will have a fight with your dad over your new healthy lifestyle. Again, he doesn't even know what's going on. The next box says you'll argue with your high school friends you've known for years just to protect someone you met a week ago. No, we did not even talk to Rhea Ardarius mm. mm. <laughs> this chapter. The next one says Logan will show you the unsanitary places of LA, which look like a dump from the outside, but they're modern inside. No. Your dad will prohibit you from seeing Logan again, but you will escape. No. When Logan and his gang get arrested, you'll cry a river because they'll blame you as a mole. No. You'll justify everything Logan does by saying that no one understands him like you do. No. Logan will be busted carrying drugs. No. <laughs> Logan's <laughs> antics will get you hospitalized. No. Logan will save you from kidnappers he sent you to. No. Logan will become a fugitive, but you'll be by his side. No. Logan will call you nicknames and bully you. No. So we didn't mark a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> because like I said, it's, these are this is a bingo that's meant to be funny. It's not meant to be like fully accurate it's supposed to be funny but yeah i guess that's the end of the bingo that marks the end of this ride or die chapter six episode um we release our episodes every saturday midnight est or 9 p.m pt uh if you're any other time zone please look up a time zone converter because i unfortunately am not an international clock i don't know what those all translate to um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Is there anything you want to say to close off? Uh, no, I'm just glad to have this book back in my life after so long. It's a nice one. Near our one year. Near our one year. You know, it sometimes on podcast scheduling, it may not be the one year, but it is nice to come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Near our one year. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening, and we will chat with you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.